Dairy. This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother one week at a time. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hey everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of Hey Beautiful. I'm Kate. And I'm Caitlin. And uh, here we are. How you doing this week, Caitlin? Not too bad. Not what, too bad. What you eating over there? I am eating some delicious Hagen Dazs coffee ice cream. Some. You know what? Don't judge me. This is me time, and I'm gonna fucking enjoy it. Hey Nobody man, me. That's right. I mean this this podcast live is my best life. Yeah, live your best life, girl. This podcast is full self care. Yeah. So exactly. Live it up, girlfriend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what'd you think about this episode? So uh, before we get into it, how did how'd you how'd you feel about it? I love this episode. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, same. Uh, before we start, I just wanted to remind everybody that if you haven't already, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud to our podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook, uh, where they're interacting with you and resharing posts and talking about how I met your mother basically every day. And also, if you want to be on the podcast... Uh, you can send us your very own legendary moment from your favorite episodes to our email, which is heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's 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 talk about the fourth episode of How I Met Your Mother. All right, so this uh, episode is Return of the Shirt. It is from Season 1, Episode 4. It first aired on October 10th, 2005, uh, directed by Pamela Fryman. And written by Courtney Kang. Lady writer! Yay! Yay! Um, Pretty excited to see that one. Just, you know, a new perspective on the story. And when I looked a little up a little more about her, um, I realized that she wrote some of the best episodes, in my opinion. Yeah, some of my favorites. What I saw, I mean, it looked like she writes about two a season. Yep. And... They're always big hitters. Yeah. Big time hitters. Really, really funny, really clever. Um, and she's also a writer on uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, cool. Which everyone tells me is really funny. I know. Uh, my mom and my sister love that show. I just, um, I don't have cable and it mm. gets complicated, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch uh, How I Met Your Mother a thousand times. Yeah, there's just no time in the day. No, there really isn't. Hey, but maybe after this we'll do a Fresh Off the Boat podcast. Hey. When we're 90 years old. We could watch a new show, a new show that we've never seen. That would be weird. That would be weird. What do you mean, not watch the same thing over and over again? Who does that? No one I know. (laughs) Or or want to know, frankly. Seriously. All right, let's let's get it. So, again, we're starting with uh, the future, with Father Mm -hmm. Ted talking to his kids and... We already know something's going to go a little bit different on this because he says only one story can end with happy ever after, happy ever after. The rest end with someone getting hurt. So you can tell this kind of sets the tone. Yeah, it's going to get a little deep. Um, And I think that that's a very important concept for for folks to remember. Yeah. You know, uh, one way or another, people get hurt, you get hurt or they get hurt. Right. And not every story is going to be the story, you know? Exactly. There's, there can only be one. There that's, can only be why. one. That's right, Highlander. Yeah. 
<laughs> so then we see Ted in his closet, mm-hmm. and he finds this shirt, this magical he's, shirt. He's like, cl- puts it on, is like clearly feeling himself, like yeah, all about it, like really super interested in wearing this, and he's living his best life, really. Sure is. And he goes to the bar, and everybody loves it. And hey, nice shirt, great shirt, love your shirt. Woo-hoo. Yeah, <laughs> like one step shy of throwing him up on people's shoulders and saying, "Like, for he's a jolly good fellow." Right? They're just like this shirt. Yeah. Oh my god. And then Lily says, "Green and brown together at last." Like they all haven't been wearing green and brown together. I know. I thought of you when she said that <laughs> for the last. I was like, oh god, Kate's gonna say for something. the last. Th- but now four episodes, it's just this the, that that Earth tone city. very mossy color palette. Yeah, yeah. That they love so much. Um, so we find out that it's not a new shirt. Nope. It's we actually it. old. Old by like I don't know twenty seven year old standards. I feel like right six years old. Yeah, he said he's had it for six years. So he was twenty one, mm-hmm. and I feel like your later twenties are very different from your earlier twenties and. I remember feeling generally horrified by, like, younger Mm. 20-year-olds. I don't know. Do you still own any clothes from when you were 21? No, I don't. (laughs) Well, I did. I did have um, a couple of uh, cardigans. Oh. goodies. Can't get rid of them. Always dress like an old lady. But uh, for the most part, no. Yeah. No, no, no. God, Such a different aesthetic. Yeah. And now Ted's like, I'm changed. I'm different. I mean, it's a cool shirt. It doesn't look like anything he's worn so far. It's like a paisley yeah, brown and green. It's still brown, and it's still, a, you know, oh. has buttons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't really stray too far. No. The pattern there's is a new. There's a print, yeah. yeah. It's more bold. But he's, like, convinced that because he likes this shirt, his tastes have changed. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, how your taste buds, like, what is it? They reset every seven years or whatever that urban yep, legend yep. is. And how you can get new allergies every seven years. Uh, that's true. That one's true. That one's mm-hmm. very true. Um, so yeah, he's talking about that. And of course, Barney is off on his own track. And I said that this episode, another title could be the temptation of Robin Shabatsky. Oh, no. Shabatsky. Oh, Shabatsky. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, mouthful ice cream there. Shabatsky. <laughs> I sound so uncivilized. Sorry, yeah. friends She's, at home. I, I hope the, uh, microphone picks up you've fucking scraping every last drop oh my god i don't want it to be over it's you so pig <laughs> <laughs> whatever this is this is i told you this is me time, it's me time i'm gonna yeah. live it the best way i, know I love it um so yeah barney's not paying <laughs> attention now, so. he's he's just trying to get robin to say booger on the news um yep. she tries to fight back because you know she is a journalist and she has integrity and she's perf- yeah, she's a professional. Yeah, but but Barney, <laughs> regular yeah. old April O'Neil. What'd you say? A regular old <gasps> April April O'Neil. Oh, TNMT. Right? I know. Oh, I had such a crush on April. Oh, who didn't? That yellow raincoat. Uh, babe, alert! There's actually I don't Tell know. Tell me if, about it. I don't know if people have seen it. There's like a, it's like a mini movie, and it was called April Fools, and it was like April has to go to this like embassy and cover like some is sort it of like, like people or is it oh cartoon? it's cartoon it's fully cartoon oh. so april has to go to this embassy and cover something that's going on i don't remember but she gets mistaken totally for the princess oh 
Classic case <gasps> of misidentity. So she gets to put on this beautiful like, dress, and I was like, oh my god. So in love with her. Sometimes I watch it on YouTube. I've never seen it. You have to send it to me next time you watch it. I will. It's amazing. Um, anyway, <laughs> back, Sorry, to, back to the story at hand. Um, yeah, so... Wants her to, you know, say... Did we say that? I lost track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Barney, uh, Barney wants Robin to say, Booger on the news. Booger, yes. Robin pushes back, and he kind of reminds her that you don't do news, you do fluff pieces the that fluff. no one cares about. Nobody cares about it. Yeah. So you might as well just, you know, fuck them. Just say it. Yeah. So then he doubles down and says, you're not going to say booger, now you're going to say nipple for $100. And she doesn't answer. But she seems like she's thinking about it. She's mulling it over. And then Ted decides to drink someone's bourbon that was left on the table, and that him liking warm leftover bourbon confirms for He's him. Never done, yeah, it proves that it's true. Yeah, because I guess he never liked bourbon before. And now he does because he's older and wiser and more mature. Yep. And like shirts from six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. And so he says, you know, maybe I've overlooked great things in the past and should go back. Marshall's excited because he thinks mm. that means it's going to be the Goonies. Well, so does that mean Ted doesn't like the Goonies? Not surprised, frankly. That's what I was assuming. And I was, I remember the first time I saw this, I was judging him hard for that. Because, like, how can you not Come like on. the Goonies? I don't know. Come on. Everyone loves it. Yeah. So, you know, Ted corrects him. No, not Goonies, girls. And they start <laughs> going back over Ted's greatest hits. The girls that they all kind of liked in the past that might turn into something else. And, and it's like, why are they encouraging it? Like, you broke up for a reason. You yeah. don't get back together with your ex. Yeah. It rarely ever works yeah. out. From from the sound of it, these were, these were all pretty young relationships. Maybe they were yeah. just dating that he kind of like, that he kind of got out of before... Something yeah. serious was happening, so he's thinking he jumped ship before he really gave them a chance. But I agree. Yeah. I agree that you shouldn't go backwards. But, you know, right. it's Ted. He's Whatever. he's going through some TV, stuff. TV, the show. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> they run down the top three who are a porn actress, a hitchhiker murderer, and Natalie. And Natalie. Natalie. And when they say her name like that, Robin says, who's Natalie? Yeah, like, clearly she's. Someone that left an impression on them. And, and uh, yeah. there's like a flashback to Natalie and there's tea candles. I always called them tea lights, so I was confused by that. Mm. Um, sock monkeys on her bed, yeah. which is strange because, I don't know. She's an adult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um, played by Anne. Do you just say her last name? Anne Dudek. Yes, thank you. Best known for portraying Tiffany Wilson, obviously, from White Chicks. So good. <laughs> don't think I need to remind anybody of that. So good. <laughs> yeah, she was on House for a long time, too. Oh. Okay. And I liked her on That's that. Awesome. She was kind of a... I remember her being kind of a really bitchy character, but it was cool. Mm. But yeah, so the Tea Candles, the Sock Monkeys, Belle and Sebastian. So this is the first time that music starts playing a bigger role in this show. Mm. There's tons of good like indie rock throughout this whole series. And this is the first time that they really call out one of the artists and make that song a huge deal, which I thought was cool. Um, mm -hmm. And there's actually a whole playlist on Spotify of every single song 
used in How I Met Your Mother, including the songs that like the characters sing. And so I listen Which to that pretty regularly. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I like that they include the uh, character songs because that makes it just. I a know better. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they all decide that Natalie's definitely the best one. Yep. Um, and they want to know you why know. they broke up. And all Ted says is, oh, I wasn't looking for a big commitment, you know? So we're like, oh, all right, well, that seems normal. Seems like a normal way to break up with somebody. And yeah. I'm sure it was amicable, right? Seems like it. Yeah. Um, cause Ted doesn't remember anything bad happening. Um, yeah. And of course, Barney off on his own, not paying attention at all. And he's just mad that Ted dumped a porn star. Yeah, he was silent through the whole thing. And then I remember thinking, like, come on, he's talking about a porn star and you're not going to say anything? And he's just, like, so shocked. And then he, like, is bewildered and proclaims friendship over. Yeah, seething. Oh, yeah, seething. Perfect. Yeah. Seething anger. Mm-hmm. Um, so next day, Robin goes into her, her boss's office to get her new assignment down at the City, City Hall. Hall the City <laughs> Hall B. <laughs> I loved that part. Oh, she's so excited. I, I know. It's so sad. And it turns out to be that she's talking about the hot dog cart in front of City Hall. Which is not exactly the same. Yes. Not the same. So she says nipple and pretty much agrees that her job is a joke well, she, in doing that. And she says she's talking about hot dogs and how you could get them for only a nipple. <laughs> like, so it was like really like she worked it well. Yeah. Into the story, and uh, I remember like cracking up at that. I was yeah. like, oh my god, she did it, and she's like, "Fuck this." Yeah, and that yeah, that's the subtle one. It gets a lot less subtle. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. And this is the the first time we hear her pronounce her name, Sherbatsky. Yeah, it's so weird. Ooh, it hurt. It hurt yeah. to listen to. Yeah, they tried Sherbatsky. that one out this episode. Did not go well. No. Um, let's see if I had anything. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, as far as, like, going back to somebody, have you ever done it? I know you think it's a bad idea now. No. No. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I mean, I've been on and off with someone, but I don't think that that counts as, like, fully going back to them. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no, I don't. I didn't ever do that. Nope. And it's normally, kids, not a great idea. <laughs> I made a lot of dumb choices in my life, but that's not one of them. Yeah. Um, not... Not great. So then they're back at the apartment and mm-hmm. Barney is so happy that Robin has sort of stepped into his web. Yes. Um, and he keeps trying to tempt her to say more bad things on the news. And this is like his absolute favorite thing to do. <laughs> and as I'm watching this, I'm like, Barney is the id. Like he's everybody's id. And if you don't know what that is, I have the definition here because I had to look it up to make sure I was saying the right thing. Yeah, I'm a nerd. All right. So the id is a part of the human mind and it is the source of our bodily needs, wants, desires, and impulses, particularly our sexual and aggressive drives. The id contains the libido, Barney, which is the primary source of instinctual force that is unresponsive to the demands of reality. So that it's like sounds fucked up, right? The last bit, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah. It's like I want what I want, and I don't care about reality. Like Barney wants to see her do this on the news, and he wants Robin to do it on the news without considering the consequences of it. He doesn't care. No, 
and says the id acts according to the pleasure principle, um, the psychic force that motivates the tendency to seek immediate gratification of any impulse. Barney Stinson. So he, he's manipulating Rob and he's saying, you know, it's not just about the money. It's about pulling one over on them and they don't respect you. And he's just really, he's so good at puppeteering he really them. He's good at it. Mm-hmm. He just like pulls the strings on all their insecurities and all their frustrations. And, you know, he can buy them because he has so much money. I know. I was thinking about that. Like he's just giving her all this money, like no big deal. No big deal. Like, here you go. Here you go. I'll say it again. I need a friend like Barney. Same. Just a loaded friend to do crazy shit with. That'd be fun. Right? I agree. Yeah. I don't think that's too much to ask for either. No. It's normal. Perfectly reasonable. Yep. So she says she'll think about it. We don't know what he's, she's going to say, but we think it's mm-hmm. gross, and so does Lily. Because she he's says, ew. Like, ew. <laughs> yeah, without even hearing it. <sighs> so then Ted comes out, and he's wearing the same shirt again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got his shirt. Yeah. The shirt two days in a row. Um, and he's got his little address book. I felt like that was dated even for then. Yeah. But he, he, he says in this episode, my phone gets the internet now. Like I, I wrote, I called that out. I was like, Oh yeah. So this is, I mean, 2005, it was still in that place where there was no, there was really nowhere to put numbers. And if he had known her three years ago. You might not even have had, like, a cell phone? Yeah. Well, she had an answering machine. Oh, wait. Did we get there yet? It's fine. She had an answering machine. Okay. She had an answering machine. Yeah. And he still has a house phone. So, yeah, the the the, the, the uh, address book is in play. Right. Um, so he calls it's her. established. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We debunked it, guys. Just, <laughs> we're Snopes. It's fine. Um, so he calls Natalie, who still luckily for Ted lives in the same apartment she lived in three years ago. Has the same landline. Yeah. Same landline. Hasn't changed it. I mean, it looks like a pretty sweet apartment for New York city. So I feel like people just hold on to their apartments with like a deaf grip if they're really nice there. You have to. Um, Ted wonders if she'll remember him and she does. She does. Because she tells him to go to hell. And then hangs up. Then the gang tries to figure out why she hung up. And slowly it's revealed that her birthday was sort of kind of soon and he didn't really want to get her a boyfriend level gift. And it, I, that brought back memories like, ooh, I have oof. been there. Right? Weighing, weighing it out. Like, yeah, eesh. you're like, oh, how much money do I really want to waste knowing I <laughs> fully intend to break up with this person? And I would have done it already if it weren't their birthday. Ugh, it's such a bad place to be in. So Messy. I get it. But you got to just pull the trigger. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's why you should only date Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> yeah. No birthdays. So. No birthdays. No celebrations. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah. So they start sort of talking about it more. And Lily is like slowly teasing it out. Like, why mm-hmm. is she so upset? Right. So first we see that it was, like staggered it was her birthday, right? So we find out it was her birthday. And then Lily asks if she cried. And Ted says he doesn't know. Because he broke up with her over the phone. And so like every time like you get a little bit more information, the, the camera kind of pans out mm-hmm. and you see more information and more information. So he... he uh, Broke up with her over the phone. So he has no idea if she cried or anything. 
Yeah. And then again, the camera pans out and we find out he left a message on her answering machine. Yeah. Breaking up with her. He's like, you're awesome. I'm just <sighs> super busy. So it's just bad. so, yeah, it was really cringy. Oh, so cringy. Oh man. But okay. So I don't, especially in the first season, I don't always love Ted's character. Like I don't no. love him, but Josh Radner plays these like cringy, awkward parts so well. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's really funny when he's in these moments, and because it's yeah. so painful, and he doesn't. And you like, can relate pull back. to it, like on some level. Yeah, too, I guess right. Like ooh. Yeah. I hope I've never been that bad, or hopefully it wasn't that obvious. I know, and I totally had that Van Gogh notebook that <laughs> uh, Natalie has yeah. on her little desk. I know. Um, so then they start talking about how that's a terrible way to break up with someone, but Marshall brings up, is there an unterrible way to break up with someone? Which is really a great point. And this is when we also get to see Marshall start really like using those, flexing his lawyer muscles and practicing lawyering and using those skills to like defend his friend or prove a point or something like that. And I love, like you said, once he's out of law school, his, his storyline just improves and you get to see more of him. Yeah. Just like in my client's defense. Yeah. And so what do you think? Do you think there is a good way to break up with someone? No, but it, the, it's worse to drag it out. Yeah. There's definitely worse ways to do it. There's not a yeah. good way to do it, but there's, no, there's worse. There's never a good way, but I mean, it had been three years and Ted hadn't seen or heard from her. So I guess it's a good way to cut the cord. Just get it over with. Yeah. Do it over the phone. Right? Like I guess, but that's, oh man. I feel, I just, I, yeah. How long were they dating, I guess, too? Yeah, because they seem to jump jump into it pretty quickly. So I don't know. I mean, it might have been a few months because all of his friends knew her and liked her a lot. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um, so, of course, you know, Barney's still not paying attention to anybody. All he cares about is wanting to know if Ted had banged one of Natalie's family members. And if that's why they <laughs> broke up. Um, and you know, Lily's at her best in this scene when she says, guess what? She cried and you weren't there, you know, just like it didn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah. She still, the outcome was the same. Right. She cried and you weren't, you weren't man enough to be there. And I just love when Lily gets real and is just like the conscience of the group. Like if Barney is the id, Lily is the conscience sort of getting deep, right? She's holding all the boys accountable and, you know, later Robin, too. I was going to say she was the mama of the group. Yeah. She's just such a voice of reason. I just love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, then we're back to Robin reporting at the nursing home. <laughs> oh, God. Where the tw- 100-year-old twin sisters have died and Robin spanks herself on the news. Calls herself a dirty, dirty girl. <laughs> Just and dead then, in the eyes. <laughs> just, like, just no soul. And then immediately gets called into her boss's office. Oof. And uh, then she realizes, like, nobody watches this, not even my boss. And she just looks so deflated. I know. And dejected, just like, ugh, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody watches this. And then her attitude was even more like, well, fuck this. Just fuck it. Right, because he didn't call her in to reprimand her. I mean, she was almost, like, excited to be reprimanded and have to, like, fight for her spot. But he just wanted to know something about a dog. Yeah, his dog was making a weird noise. What should she do? Yeah. Fucking idiot. 
Poor Robin. So she's still not happy at her job. Uh, so, you know, Ted does what anybody would do if someone doesn't take your phone calls. Right, you show up at their apartment with a giant stock monkey. Like, what? I just don't like stuffed animals, I guess. Unless they're, like, tiny and little and cute, but... Yeah, I've never been a stuffed animal person. I mean, this is a very specific kind of stuffed animal. It's, like, a little yeah. off offbeat, you know. I can kind of see it, but... I guess. I don't know. I but, don't know. So, she doesn't want to talk to you. Why would you... Why, why put that much effort into a re-return? You know, like, why yeah. go back? Because he is desperate to start his life. And it, guess, but every like, time there's like an inkling of hope, it has to be that girl. You know, he thinks yeah. he's still in the, at the point, as so many of us get to in our lives, when we are certain that suffering is a huge part of love. And like basically pushing and um, kind of forcing yeah. things to fit that don't necessarily fit. So yeah, so he's at he's at Natalie's house. Uh, he he gets in. I mean, I was thinking maybe it's not as weird in two thousand five to just show up at someone's apartment. I wrote it, but it's two thousand and five, so I guess whatever. That's what I wrote. Because like maybe then, because cell phones weren't a thing, it wasn't as easy to get in contact. People just had surprise visitors. But now, yes. in twenty seventeen, if someone knocks on my door, I like hide like it's the cops. Yeah, no, I'm not here. <laughs> like this is my me. This is my me time, as you said. Like I'm more, I'm more terrified than Miss Honey and Matilda at the Trunch Bowls. <sighs> what a reference! Like, oh, fuck, fuck. Just yeah, go away. Please leave. Um. So he manages to weasel himself into the into the apartment Ugh. by setting a sock monkey trap. And she's so dumb. She's dumb. Well, clearly. Clearly. <sighs> she falls for him saying self-respect is overrated. Right? Oh, I wanted to punch him right in the face. <laughs> I would have socked him. <sighs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Courtney, was... Courtney, did you write this or did somebody else jump in for a minute? Because. Yeah. You fell asleep for a second. Yeah. Because this sucks. So. It was real bad. Yeah. So lame and so stupid. It made me so <sighs> mad at her. Yeah. Like, how mad could you be at him? Like. You fell for that? She pounced. You, yeah, it's a fucking like four foot sock monkey. It's so creepy. It's not even cute. Yeah, desperate. <laughs> She's thirsty, I guess. Thirsty. Well, they both are, so I guess they're meant to be, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we also get the full story about the breakup. So not <laughs> only did Ted break up with her on her birthday over the phone by leaving a message on her answering machine. But she wasn't even home at the time, but her friends and family were there for a surprise <laughs> birthday party, and they heard and knew Ted was breaking up with her before she did, Ugh. which totally kills the mood. And then she opens the door, and everyone sort of stands up, and this one woman <laughs> goes, surprise. <laughs> so good. It was, oh, oh, God, that part had me laughing every time. Oh, yeah, that, that one still gets me. It hurt to watch that. But, yeah, and so then they have, like, sex, and yeah. I just wrote, the bedroom scene made me feel weird. <laughs> just like, uncomfortable. Yeah. And I and like you were saying before about how the story kind of, like, keeps pulling out and we learn more and more about it, mm -hmm. they do this so well on this show 
yeah. where like they give you a little piece of the story and they let you feel a certain way about it and then they pull out more and then you're like what the hell am I even feeling and then they pull mm-hmm. out again so it's like at first we just thought Ted wasn't ready for a commitment so it kind of naturally fell apart right that was the story he was going right. with and then it just pulls out and we just like hate Ted more and more and more <laughs> as it pulls oh. out <gasps> and she still goes out with him again yeah, so yeah, so they get back together, whatever. Um, Belle and Sebastian song and the tea candles and the sock monkeys are back. She looks great sitting with the gang. They're all hanging out. Even Barney yeah. likes her. Yeah. It's like, she's, that Natalie girl, she's good times. To me, that says that says a lot for Barney That's to say huge. that. That's huge. That's huge. Like, I don't know who else he really would. Right. I mean, so that was a, a an honest moment for Barney. So, I mean, she's yeah. clearly a really cool girl. And everyone likes her. And, yeah, uh, of course, then Ted's like, uh, uh, I'm not ready for a commitment. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, or this time it's she's not the one. Yes. Before it was that, or he thinks oh, yeah, that. Sorry. Yeah. So he's yeah, like, she's not the one. She's not the one. Um, we also learn that Natalie goes to Krav Maga, which becomes important. Uh, and also yeah. that Ted doesn't know what that is. Yeah. All right. I have a confession to make. What? I loved Lily's lilac blazer. <gasps> Stop it. Stop. I was thinking that is such a great color on her. With that hair color, her skin. Yes. I was like, do I have Stockholm Syndrome or is that blazer fucking fire? No. You know how I know? Because then you see Robin walk up over to the booth and she's got like this long trench coaty blazer and I went ooh that's awful so okay. I knew okay, it good. was no it was true ooh, because I also like a blazer Natalie is wearing later on the red one at the restaurant oh yeah with a little puff sleeve yeah adorable cute very yeah I think we're just getting a little bit numb to the to the blazers but those were two nice cuts yeah they were and I think they were a little different than yeah. the other ones we've been seeing yeah so so yeah, so Ted says, the past three weeks, weeks have been great, but I'm just not feeling that thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, for you, has it always been that you felt it right away, like a thunderbolt, like the way he felt it for Robin? Is that always the way it should be? That like initial sparky spark? I don't know. Because I think it has been for me anytime I've been in something like long term, but I know some people... It kind of smolders and develops over time. So I don't Um, know if he's being impatient or if he's, you know, doing the right thing. With my husband, I um, I immediately am the most strongly I've ever felt about somebody, like, immediately. Oh. But I know people that don't. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's, like, what what you're okay with. Yeah. Maybe you don't need that or... But Ted does need that. He does. And that's yeah. fine. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Not going to fault you for that one, Mosby. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. So it comes back around to breakups, but this time it's not about how to break up. It's what to say. Right. And the boys think that he should be more careful and cliched. And Lily, naive, sweet Lily, thinks he like, should tell just her the truth. tell her the truth. What could go And I love Marshall. It's not a cliche. It's a classic. I love that line. There's no better in a breakup. So sweet. He says it's comforting. Cliche. Yeah, cliche is a cliche. For a reason, it's comforting. And it's like, 
And I, you know what? We didn't get enough Marshall in this episode. That's true. In the true. early days, we don't, I feel like. I know. I forgot how, how limited his character is in the beginning. I love him. He's just a little bit goofy in there, but not really. But mm-hmm. it, it comes out more. Next episode, I think, is okay. Is next episode okay awesome, which is my absolute favorite? Uh, I think it might be. That's sort of when Marshall takes off. Because yeah. we haven't had a Marshall storyline yet. Um, but here he's just so sweet, and you can tell that he's just such a good guy deep down. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin walks in to get the other storyline back on track and announces that she honked her own boobs on live on the news. Her boob. Her. Uh, she sounded super Canadian. That was my really bad Canadian accent. And yes, okay, <laughs> awesome. Is next. Yes. Yay! Ooh. Anyway, let's finish this one. Um, So yeah, so now we know we know Robin is fully in Barney's thrall. Yes, she's like, all right, what do you want me to do? Yeah, and he gets up and does the The icky icky shuffle, shuffle, and says he'll pay her thousand dollars to say this whole long thing about (laughs) the bangles cutting icky, whatever his full name is, and. Uh, shout out to the Ohio reference, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that Barney Stinson from New York would love an Ohio team, but it makes sense when you know that the creator is from Ohio. Mm. And um, I also found that this reference is like completely wrong and that Icky wasn't cut from the Bengals. He was injured. He was injured and retired. Yes, thank you. I found that. I had read that, too. Yeah. And um, forgot to write it down. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, and Dave Shula, who he's, he calls out, screw you and your crappy <laughs> your steakhouses. <laughs> uh, he wasn't even yeah. the coach when Icky got injured and, and retired. So it's a little bit of a mixed mixed thing. but when When that kind of stuff happens, don't you think it would be researched a little bit? Like, no, I don't know how this works, but I feel like when you have an established timeline, like, you know, it is 2005 or, you know, why would you not, I don't know, do a little bit, just a quick Google search. That's what we did. Yeah. You know, but it's also 2017 and all that stuff is a lot easier to find. That's what I keep trying to remind you know, myself. And also, it's like... All right. <laughs> it's like early. It's still the fourth episode. So, I mean, yeah, it's you're like... Right, you're right. When they were flying in the air and talking on flip, flo- flip phones, like that was something you could do ever. People had answering machines, I guess. You know? You so, know? it was simpler times. Yeah. You could make mistakes and the whole internet wouldn't drag you to hell for it, so... Oh, God. <sighs> True. If only. And then we I wrote, oh, 2005, you were a different time. It's true. It's true. So the next night, dinner with Natalie on what we find out is her birthday again. Again. Ooh. So fun fact, the actress, Anne, who plays Natalie, was also on uh, an episode of Friends. Mm-hmm. And she was dating Mike, who Phoebe later goes on to marry. Um and Mike has to break up with this woman named Precious, who's played by the same girl, and it turns out it's her birthday. 
So back in 2003, she was on Friends. Being dumped. Bro- being dumped on her birthday. And then flash forward a couple years and it's happening again on another sitcom. Does she just have like the face for getting dumped on your birthday? Like what a weird typecast. I don't know. Or maybe they thought it was funny to do that. Like they needed hmm. somebody to like, hey, what if we get the girl from Friends and Ted dumps her on her birthday twice? Ooh, interesting. That's Not that. Sure. That might be true. They're pretty clever guys. Uh, yeah. We should note that he is still wearing the effing shirt. So it's three weeks later. Mm. He was wearing it three weeks after finding the shirt when he was with Natalie, and now he's wearing it the next day. So that's at least f- four days in the last three weeks mm-hmm. that he's worn this shirt. I'm going to wager it happened even more than that, so he's gross. Oh, I'm sure. Too much of a good thing, Ted. Come on. (laughs) And a line that makes me want to die in my skin, but also laugh out loud, is when Ted says, I didn't give you a present. And Natalie says, you've already given me the best present of all. I can trust again. (laughs) I just want to die. Oh, God. It's Ugh. so bad. Poor Ted. I feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, poor Natalie, poor Ted. Just so, so bad. Oh. And again, Ted just squirming. Like, Josh Rander does it so well. He does. Just begs for more wine. Now, would you still have dumped her that night if you had found out it was her birthday? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But you could have, like, a miserable night for like several more hours or just like a miserable next hour sure know that you're done yeah because he was already pretty all the way in i was weighing it out i mean i guess (sighs) you've gone that far i might do it the next morning but then like what difference does that make she would have known that you wanted to dump her on her birthday so the whole night the whole night her birthday's ruined either way so marshall's right there's no way there's no good way to do it yeah, and Chris always says that I can't uh, predict how other people are going to react, and that can't determine whether or not I share or withhold information. Like, I can't. It's not fair. <laughs> so wise. I guess. But I'm like, no, but I know so-and-so will be upset because <laughs> X, Y, and Z, so I can't tell So I'm just going to keep it all inside. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's not okay. Stuff it all down, Milligan. Yeah, like Ted. Like Ted. Just stuff it all down. Yeah. <sighs> oh, the bu- uh, oh, the Buckeyes. Uh, so we cut back uh, to Robin, who's filming a scene with the oldest handsome cab driver in New York City, just looking completely, just completely despondent, listening yeah. to him, just so bored. Like, and can't believe, like, this is her life. Yep. And Barney has the whole bar watching. Because he's ready for the icky shuffle on live TV. Oh, and Robin seems to just have completely given up until the little old man says this is the best, the best and most exciting thing that's ever happened to him. Because he never thought he would have his story told. So sweet. And then Robin becomes a reporter again and stands up and starts to give this (laughs) Speech like how much pride she has in her job and how proud she is to tell these stories and just and then you know, loving her life yeah right until she steps off the handsome cab 
<laughs> and falls into a pile of horse poop. And screaming, oh, it's in my hair. My knee! <laughs> my knee! <laughs> my knee! And oh. it, it reminded me so much now that I, I look back, it reminded me so much of that reporter who was like stomping grapes and fell. <laughs> And everyone thinks it's so funny. Caitlin's dying no, laughing not, right now. It's not funny. She it's got funny. so injured. I know. She broke like a she bunch of injured. ribs. Injured bad. So I can't have even watch it. Those, have you seen that insurance, com- the insurance commercial with the little boy? He was injured. Injured bad. Oh, no. so good. <laughs> I'm not allowed to watch to insurance commercials because Liz is an <laughs> insurance agent and she hates all those companies. Uh, so. Well, I'll send it to you privately following the podcast and we'll whisper chat about it so she can't hear like soda sounds good okay caitlin whispers when she talks about soda because because <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting and it is horrible for you and it's like cancer in a can but what is it also delicious yeah. <laughs> the nectar of the gods obviously <laughs> it's fucking ambrosia <laughs> or no nectar ambrosia is like the, <sighs> the little cake or something right i don't know no, I just no. know that you love soda and also feel terrible about it. Oh, it's so conflicting. <laughs> so much, but it's so bad for you. Yeah. Ugh. But you know what? YOLO, it's 2017. We're all going to die. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Where was oh. I? Oof. All right. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Back at dinner. Yes. Uh, Ted's like, I don't want to waste your time. I just don't think you're the one for me. And you know what? I have to hand it to him, though. Like, I mean, that's a shitty, shitty thing to hear, but yeah, he was honest. And if, and if he had just met this woman and it, they didn't have this history of him dumping her on her birthday and he right. hadn't like begged her to be with him again, that probably would have gone really well. Yeah. Except but, that's not what happened at all. Yeah. So he, everything just goes downhill. Like he thinks that she's crying and he tries to comfort her. He's like, this is what Lily warned me about. I'm ready. I'm ready to take the tears. And she just hits him with a fistful of spaghetti and is just like raging with righteous anger. Um, and every time he tries to explain himself with all the things that the the gang had like talked out, Mm -hmm. she takes it completely wrong and he says it wrong. I said it was a delightful misunderstanding of everything he says. Yeah. Like, he says, like, it's, we're just not effable. A- or it's effable. ineffable. It's ineffable. ineffable. And she's like, it. I'm not effable! <laughs> and and Dudek, to her credit, I mean, her physical and facial comedy is oh, so, so good. good. Oh, my God. I could watch her forever. Yeah. And yeah. I just love that she took this second humiliation, and instead of, like, just taking it in and, like, fleeing, she made it his. Like, she embarrassed yeah. him. Because yeah. at this point, if you look in the background, all of the extras are watching them. Yeah. So, like, sometimes when there's, like, a fight in a restaurant on TV, like, no one's paying attention somehow. But everyone was, like... Yeah, just all chairs facing in, watching Ted just get dragged. And it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, so bad. And to the point where Ted just completely devolves into, I'm just, like, super busy. Oh. <sighs> Teddy boy. And that oh, sets okay. her off and he just hits her. She hits him with a freaking roundhouse kick. <laughs> so good. So good. She's uh, she's awesome. Yeah, I love that part. Uh, back at the bar. 
some guys are heckling <laughs> Robin, but they send her a drink, so, you know, they're like, oh, my knee, my hair, <laughs> it's in my hair. <laughs> oh, just giving her a hard time, and then you see Ted walk in all bloodied and bruised, and the shirt is torn. Oh, the shirt is over. Yes. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. This is also the first time we see Wendy the waitress. Oh, yeah. That's right. Another How I Met Your Mother superhero background yeah. character. Love her yep. so much. Her real name is Charlene Amoya, and we will see a lot more of her. So, yeah, this whole episode is about, like, embarrassment and humiliation because we have Ted, we have um, Natalie, and now we have Robin just all right. dealing with it at the same time. And I just love the line that Ted gives. The truth has a mean roundhouse kick. <laughs> Does it's it true. ever? Does it ever? Um, but despite everything that happened in Ted's life that night, he still managed to also see Robin fall in horse poop. Right. Because his phone gets the internet now. I loved that part. It's so exciting. And, you know, so it's official. There is no good way. To break up with someone, but right. as Father Ted says, sometimes being hurt happens for a reason and there's better stuff on the other side. Yeah, the upside of hurt is what he said, and I yeah. like that. And I think you and I both can attest to that. Oh, amen. Amen, yes. girlfriend. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, we get this final shot of Natalie choking the life out of Ted, like this low-angle shot, like mm-hmm. a POV shot of her doing it to Ted. Um and we find out she's married with kids. Yeah. Less than a year later and was happily married. I don't know how Ted knew that, but, you know. He's a creepy star. He's a creepy star. We know that. He shows up at people's houses a lot, so. So, yeah, it all it all happens for a reason and not every story is going to end in mm-hmm. happy uh happily ever after or forever. That's life. <laughs> That's life, man. Dating is rough. Mm. It is rough. It is. Oof. It is tough. So don't feel like you're alone if you're having a hard time dating because everybody fucking hates it. It's the worst. All right, Caitlin, what'd you think of this episode? I love this one. I think it's great. Yeah. I thought it had some really funny lines. Um, it. Uh, I like the message of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, it was good. It was just a good episode. I really liked it. It was yeah. cute and funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I felt like this is where season one really picks up, like mm-hmm. the momentum. I like really See, feel. You're, I'm just like, it was good. It was cute. And you're like, this is where this picks up. Like, you're so wise and smart. I'm dumb. God damn it. I've just watched, would you shut the <laughs> hell up? I've just watched this show. A bajillion times. Yeah. So I could just I could just feel a difference between last episode and this one. Like the gang feels more solidified and. Mm. It seems like we're getting away from, like, the very narrow focus on Ted being this hopeless romantic where everything keeps going wrong. Like, now Ted's a guy who's done bad things. And right. so it, like, adds, like, some grit to his character and it kind of, like, makes Ted a little more likable. Yeah, because he's not this, like, Betty Two-Shoes Pollyanna type. Because before he was just so, like I said on another episode, like, he's just so earnest about everything that, oh, He's so Midwestern. You know, I was thinking yeah. about that. He's so Midwestern, right? Like, we're from New England. We're the worst, so. So, yeah, I think we see some more dimensions. 
the stakes are a little bit higher in this episode for Ted and Robin. I mean, we still don't really know. We don't really see much of Robin and Lily and Barney doing anything that, like, matters all that much. Mm-hmm. They're kind of just, like, side characters. It seems like yeah, there's, like, a background. lot of focus on Ted and Robin and Barney. Uh, mostly Ted and Robin still. But it's just nice that there's, like, a little more grit to Ted. Like, there's a little more that we can sort of relate to. Right. Because the Ernest thing was getting kind of old. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh Radner, again, does just such a great job of, like, being so squirmy when he knows he's the bad guy. Oh, like, just, just, like, ugh. sitting in that guilt. Like, he just does such a good job. Agreed. Yeah. So what was your legendary moment of this episode? <laughs> my favorite part, my legendary moment, was when Robin says nipples. Because the way she was like, you could get it for a nipple. <laughs> or whatever it was. I can't remember the line, but that was... Uh, I love that part because I couldn't believe she did it, and I just thought it was really clever the way she snuck it in. How about She's you, Kate? She's a smart girl. I know. What's yours? Um, I I liked that slow reveal of like the whole Natalie story coming to yeah. light. I just liked the the whole that whole thing and how they did it, and just how devastating it was in the end. And like you said, that the woman that pops up, but she's just like, surprise. It's like, just so sad. Oh, so awkward and cringy. So, so good. So yeah, this was a fun one. I, it was. I, I was kind of nervous when we started watching the season. I was like, oh my God, do I not like this show anymore? You know, because I haven't watched it in a while. Right. Like after I watched season nine, I kind of stopped watching it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't watched season one in so long, so I was nervous that I wasn't gonna feel like the, the yeah, like these episodes weren't gonna resonate with, with me as much. But now I'm like, oh, here we go. Here it's like it a, is. Riding a bike. Yeah, takes them a couple episodes to get into it, but yeah, here we are. You find your rhythm. Yeah. All right, you ready to wrap this up? Show. All right. So yeah. So next week we're talking about. My absolute favorite season one episode. Yes. I okay. Can't wait. Awesome. <laughs> it's so good. I just, oh, I love it. Because it's a very Marshall and Lily heavy episode. Mm. And we haven't seen much of them together. And I love them anything. together. They are adorable. Yeah. And again, it's like, you know, the, the, this episode sort of raises the stakes for them. And I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it will. All right, well, thanks for listening. Hope we'll see you next week. Remember, we post new recaps every single Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud so you never miss one. And tell your friends. And tell your friends. (laughs) And if you want to send us a legendary moment of your own from an upcoming episode, you can email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Just let us know what your favorite moment was from your favorite episode, and we will share it on the podcast. We've already received a few legendary moments, but they're from a bit later in the show in seasons five and six. So if you have a legendary moment for season one, two, three, four, or five, six, seven, eight, or nine, just send them along and we will share them on the show. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Hey Beautiful Pod. We hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.